Hello? Adam. Joey G! What's up, man? Hey, man, what are you doing? Um, not much. Just looking for a podcast to record. Thought I'd give you a ring. <laughs> I can imagine you would be. That's half my life. <laughs> half? Is that all? Eh, two-thirds. Need to work harder. Tell you what. I know, right? What kind of podcast are you doing? What about you? <laughs> that sounds, sounds short. <laughs> well, I mean, how's 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 the startup agency life going? It's good, man. It's uh, it's interesting. It's definitely, you know, different, obviously, than what I have done, but still kind of obviously in the same line. I don't know. It's got its own challenges, but they're different challenges. And I would imagine those challenges are different for every person, but you know. Well, I mean, I know, yeah. I mean, is it is it uh, is it filling your insurance cup the way you you had hoped it would? Is, uh, you know what it is. It is actually. I actually I I lined it up. I don't know if I told you this last time I saw you or not because I can't remember when I thought of it, but it feels very recent. But like when people ask me how it's going, I've come with the response of like I'm on top of the world and the sky's falling all at the same time. <laughs> That's the best answer I've heard in really, like, period. That's good. Like, I just, yeah, I just can't, like, I, I can't line it up any better. Like, I, I don't want to do anything differently or anything else. Yeah. But, you know, it's got its own set of challenges. Like, I, yeah. So it, how, it how, it's been, how, how, uh, how far along it? It's been, like, what, maybe three months, maybe? That feels like a long, I feel like i overstating that, but something like that? Four months? Yeah, I mean, it. It turns out that I'm like three months into this, which it didn't feel that way. I yeah. didn't realize it had been that long. You know, I feel like it, which I've, I've been in my office like officially for almost two months. So that makes it feel a little bit more real. You know, when you're in the basement, like it's not. Hey, hey, take it easy on the basement. No, don't get me wrong, Joey. If I could have stayed, I would have. <laughs> oh, that, that was not your choice? Well, coincidentally, like, insurance carriers don't want to send people to your basement. Huh. Really? Interesting. So, like, they're like, you know, hey, thanks for, like, we, we're looking forward to our partnership and everything, but, uh, you know, we want to put you on our website. We just, we can't send people to your mother's basement. Because I couldn't work in my basement because I got kids and it's a nightmare, but... Mom doesn't have any kids anymore, so I, I was in mom and dad's basement with my stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have a little situation anyway. Like, they live, they built a house behind my house. They live very close. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. That's interesting. Interesting life I'll, I'll you give you the. I'll give you the answer on how you need to feel. It depends on the set of parents. Very that's wise advice wholeheartedly it depends on the set of parents my parents i they live you know next door essentially and i could go two weeks without seeing them if i chose like they keep to themselves but meanwhile like my kids run back to they call them oma and opa back to omas every day you know that's interesting so, terminology yeah right well german augsburger you know oh, that, uh, makes i don't you know yeah i don't pay attention that's to other it. nationalities you know it's italians like that you know me neither yeah, you guys one track mind. Exactly. One lane. Um all right. Mama mia. <laughs> um 
but no, it's cool. It's it's definitely different. I, like I said, it feels more real being in my office. Yeah. But you know, it's also kind of interesting too when I leave my office. Like the agency is kind of closed. You know, oh. like I go to meet somebody and. I'm closed. Now, I'm not closed. You know, obviously, everything goes remote with me, calls, emails, messages, everything goes remote. Like, it's not that way. And I think it fits in that regard, like, better than I thought it would. Because that just doesn't seem to be, like, I I've never felt that that's how people buy insurance. Like, nobody's going to be walking down the street in old Westerville and think, you know, <laughs> you know what I need I need to stop in this insurance office. Like I saw their sign and I need to go in and get some insurance. You don't think there's just a, there's a, there's a gaggle of people just wandering main street looking to window shop insurance. You know, I tell you what, you talk to different agents, they're like, Oh, we need to open an office here. Like people will line up around the block. Like, I don't, I don't think that exists. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's funny. I mean, what, what's happening? Like, what's happening at these offices? That's like getting these people to line up. Right. Like, can you not handle the traffic? Do you want to refer them my way? I mean. Yeah, interesting. So yeah. being somebody that is obviously was recently of the mindset, you know, I need to I need to make this jump. I need to take this leap. Now to have taken it, what's the one thing if somebody's sitting here saying to themselves, man, I, I'm in, I feel like I'm there. They're, they're at that spot where they're thinking they feel like they need to do the same thing. Um, like what, what, are you, what are you saying yeah. to them right now? Do it. Do it. Go. My regret, people ask me like about my business, my industry, even outside of like, you know, what I may or may not like recently have done. Like I always tell people my, my regret is I didn't start in this business sooner. It's just, it's a great business. It's a great opportunity. And to be like in this industry, you can do so many different things. Like it just, being an insurance agent doesn't just mean one thing. And I think that's part of, like, the opportunity, you know, in our business we talk about, you know, the talent gap and, you know, our, our, the average agency principal is 4 million years old and we've got a problem. How do we get new people? I think that's got to be part of the message, and that's always part of my message. Like, being an insurance agent isn't one thing. You know, I know six different agents, and they all, their day-to-day -day is all different. Yeah. You know, but but as far as like making that leap and kind of going and doing your thing, I mean, a my previous agency and and boss have been phenomenal. Like I don't I don't want to pretend that like it's easy for everybody because I've been like in a whole lot of ways propped up. And they've been very accommodating, from what I remember. Very much so. Yeah, very accommodating. Like very much still like a partnership. And I believe that, you know, my former current partner boss guy is, he's, he's just very much interested in my success and me as a person. And I think if, you know, if somebody has that in their life, like yeah. be up front, be open, like get that conversation going sooner than later. You know, that's sort of my my take like I wouldn't go back and it's not because of anything like I didn't like about what I was doing before it's just that this fits me and kind of my life and my goals and that kind of stuff like better and I think that can be the case for a lot of people but again I mean it's scary every day is scary 
it doesn't just go away. Even being, you know, propped up in a lot of ways like I am, I it's still scary. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the the, the fear, and you've, you've even brought uh, your wife in the mix. Is that correct? I have, yes. So that's like Which you're was, doubling the fear factor, if you will. <laughs> quadrupling the fear yeah, factor. Sure. You know, people always say, don't, don't work with your spouse. But no, my wife is, so she does the life insurance in our agency. Um, and it's phenomenal. Like she doesn't, you know, she's a mother. She takes great care of my kids, my home. Like we're, we're very much like a traditional family in that way. But I don't sell life insurance. I know the importance of it. I don't have a life license. Um, but when I have a customer, it's so nice to be able to say, hey, let's, you know, start this life conversation. Or if somebody even asks me without me, you know, doing really what I need to do more of, which is, you know, ask the question about life, to be able to hand it over to somebody that, you know, hey, I just implicitly trust. I mean, she's my wife. Well, but they say there's deeper problems there if you don't, Adam. There's just, there's deeper problems there if you don't. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's the, there's an implicit trust. You know, I tease her every now and then about, you know, don't blow this relationship for me or something. But in the, in the truth, you know, the light of day, I don't have that fear. Like, my wife does a great job with everybody she talks to. I mean, if anything, she's going to, you know, overdo it with the contact and the follow-up and all that. Not to say she does, but it's not going to be like a sloppy kind of handoff thing. She is, she's very good at it. She's very, she was, you know, built for that type of product too. Very caring, very concerned, not interested in, you know, selling stuff, more interested in solving problems. And that's kind of where I like to think our agency is rooted. And I, I definitely try and do that myself, but I know she just, you know, from the inside, the integrity, the what's pushing her, what's driving her, like her, why she does what she does, you know, knowing it comes from that place, which obviously aligns with mine, you know, that, that education, that, that whole aspect of, you know, we're not going to sell you something you don't need. Like, let's work together to identify, you know, the, call them exposures and insurance, but the, the problems, the gaps that need filled in your, quote, risk life, and, you know, let's, let's fill those in the most efficient and cost-effective way we can, and to have her doing, like, that side of it alongside me is phenomenal, but we also get a good amount of separation, so she's not, like, sitting at my desk, you know, yeah. <laughs> all day long, that could interesting yeah i certainly know a couple of husband and wife tandems that are of the younger generation that are that are enjoying the balance and the dynamics and things like that and even you know other you know this is obviously not common in, in insurance it's long been um you know mixing bloodlines and such but i gotta know over the last three months what's the most important thing you think you've learned <laughs> learned or still learning <laughs> Uh, or I, let's still, just go like you didn't learn and it hurt kind of bad. Well, and it's still kind of hurting and kind of not. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm very much, I, I come from like an operations and education background, 
I'm, I've always told people I'm not a very good salesman. I just, I'm passionate about what I do and that can get a little infectious. So I seem kind of, I guess, maybe more proficient in sales than I am. But the reality of it becomes like I'm working so hard in my business or on my business. I don't know if I'm in or on at this, in this aspect, but like I, I want the customer experience. I want the process. I want the, just the operational efficiency. I want all that stuff for my business and I want it right now and I want it all to be perfect. And for me personally, that's all great. But being newer, like, I got to remember to sell some insurance. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's sort of where I personally have, I don't want to say, I mean, it's probably too early for me to sink my ship, but that is going to be like, and I guess it comes down to prioritization, you know, it's what is the priority for today, for the agency, like, you know, yes, I need to work on this automation piece, but if I don't sell some insurance, like, we're not going to have anything to automate, you know? <laughs> so really, I guess just, I don't know if you're going to boil it down to something simple, time management, right? What are you spending what time on, you know, not what? just like what time, but how much time, what time of day, like that kind of stuff has been more of a challenge than I expected. I'll what, say that. What, um, what process or processes are, are you finding yourself maybe unnecessarily obsessing over? Automation. I want everything to happen without me doing anything, which if anybody's spent any time in automation, I know you have, it takes a lot of work to get that stuff right. And especially I'm not, I'm not technologically challenged, but I'm also not, you know, Silicon Valley. So it does take me some time to kind of work through like identifying the technology I want to use, how it can work building out the pieces, learning what I need to pay somebody to do versus taking it on and spending six weeks to get nowhere. You know, like that balance is, especially when it comes to like kind of the automation in my agency, not just messaging, but like prospecting and follow up and claim service. And, you know, as a smaller kind of startup thing, I have this, it's like almost obsessive belief that like automation is going to make this stuff work better. Right. It's going to make me, it's going to make me go further. And that's what I need right now. But when you spend all your time working on that, like it, it kind of ruins the, you know, you can have a flawless customer experience, but you still need a customer. Yeah. I think it's, it's figuring out that balance. How much can you afford? You know what I mean? Like, how, how close to the sun do you want to fly uh, before <laughs> you have to you know come back out and like you said make sure that there's a there's a piece of business to get in there uh, so now I gotta ask you know what technology decisions are you making which ones have been like the most beneficial and like what are you ultimately figuring out or have been happy that you're paying somebody something to do yeah I, I'll say the one that I'm probably the happiest with and it's it's kind of silly to say, but I had never used a Raider before, a no, personal lines Raider. Look at you. Yeah, super fancy now, right? You know, this technology has been around for a while, but yeah. I had just never used one. My, my prior agency doesn't use one. Nothing wrong with that. But I was thinking through, like, again, how do I make Adam go further? And that was a way 
that I could make that happen fairly easily. And it, it definitely surprised me in what it did. I'm not a, I'm not a price guy. Price is important to everybody, usually the customer more than me, and I understand that and I'm sensitive to that, but I don't care how much money you save if the thing doesn't work. I think that's Marcus Sheridan that I'm right. paraphrasing, but the thing has to work. If you save 15% but have no coverage, there's really no savings there when from a value perspective. So I want to make sure you have the best price, and you know, People, some people will say, like, well, if you're using a Raider, you're just selling on price. And yeah. that can absolutely be true. That's not how I use it, you know. I take my Raider and I go from 10 down to 3 and I drill into those 3. Yeah. And I'm still Perfect. in there. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and the biggest surprise for me in that has been some pieces of business that I've written with companies that I've had access to for a long time, I, I would have never thought to look there. Yeah. But this Raider brought them to my attention for this particular risk. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know what made this thing fit here, but boy, does it fit. And I'm glad I know because, you know, I got eight carriers here all lumped together. And this one is, it's half. Yeah. And I don't... I don't write for carriers I don't trust. So if the price is half, I'm the one building out the coverage. Like, this is a no-brainer. But that's where I take it. I, I definitely, I don't send quotes out of the rating system. I don't, you know, pick the lowest quote, go into the carrier and doctor it up and send it out. I just want to know, you know, from almost like a top level, who of my carriers are interested in this risk? Right. You know? it, gets you, it gets you to the three a lot faster, and that's what you need exactly. to do. Exactly. And, and, and that's the other thing, too, and you know, this drives me crazy because I think the Raider is one of those things that there's more people not using them than admitting to, maybe, I think, because I've yeah. asked that question, too, where it's like, oh, do, do you have one? No, we don't, or we don't really use it. And and uh, people aren't, you know, at least in my experience, right, at least on a personalized side of things, right? Like, right. They, they, they just want a number that gets them in the ballpark, they don't want a number yeah. that they're going to write a check for. They just need to know if like it's worth pursuing further, much like you need to know. So it gets you, it points you in the right direction. Takes ten to three, and then you know three to to one, a lot faster. Right. And you got your champion. And I also yeah. love it. And I didn't realize I would see it this way. And I have. And I'll tip my hat to Seth Zaremba and carrier sculpting. Yeah. But if you've got a carrier, you know I've got a carrier that I want to do a ton of business with. I love them. The relationship is there. But if they're not competitive, and I don't mean cheapest, I mean if they're not competitive, I want them to know. And when they come knocking on my door and say, Adam, you quoted us 10 times and you didn't write any of them, I like being able to say, Adam wrote 10 of them. I just couldn't put them with you, and yeah. here's why. Yeah. It's not because you were $50 higher even though you had better coverage. It's because I built out quotes with my other carriers at the same coverage levels, and you were triple. Right. It's not even close. Like let's, Right. So not only is Adam a little bit defended in that way, like I'm giving them the opportunities that they want, but I look at it more as, like, let's work together to fix this. Or better yet, to identify where you are hitting, and then Adam can prospect that spot. You know? 
identify what it is, you know, identify what that carrier's customer looks like. Yeah. Well, Which they, is getting harder and harder, well, I feel like. And, but. And, and I feel like they're more dodgy with that information than necessary, right? Because I, maybe I give them right. too, maybe I give them too much. I, I assume, at least on the PNC side, from the health side, like I was, you know, the health side, they know like if they want to be cheaper or not. I'm pretty sure they're aware of that. On the PNC side, I guess I'm not so sure. Sometimes maybe they don't know if they yeah. are. And um, right. and yeah, that's great. And, and the fact that, like you said, like you know, tell me what it is that I need to be looking for here, and or you know. Right just give me something right like don't just say here's a map of the united states go find somebody it's like hey tell me which state and which city and let's uh let's get a little more specific on this thing right you've got all these guys that are way smarter than i'll ever be like behind the curtain there punching all these buttons like tell me what your customer looks like is it a 35 female with two cars one and a half dogs like okay i'm gonna go get that for you yeah but I also feel like that's getting more and more difficult for even the carrier to do just because, like, the underwriting is getting so granular. It's, it's you know what, like, a 35-year-old female who owns a home and has two cars used to be our model. But now it's got to be a 35-year-old female, two cars, owns a home, and is a registered nurse and has a credit score of this and is, you know, like it, there's just so many factors now that I don't know if that's getting more vague for them or maybe they're just getting more vague with the data they share. It's certainly, certainly quite the can of worms um, and maybe an entirely different conversation for another day. Um, Totally. I mean, I, I think so much of that is obviously a concern of yours and, and, and wanting to bring them the right business. I think so. One one thing I, I want to know, you know, you talked about getting obsessed with automation. Like, what's the thing that you kind of have on the horizon that, like, man, I just need to get to that. Like, what's the thing you're trying to get to that, you know, in your current like environment with you and and and, and your wife that it's like, man, we just need to get there. Yeah. What Very is that? question. What is that? <laughs> I can't just answer that with yeah. No, no. Um, you know, I'm trying to build out and and almost it sounds well, I don't know how it sounds. It feels a little bit silly to put it this way, but like almost just job aids, like even if it's a PDF, like just the process from high nice to meet you to policies issued. Yeah. Right? And and it's I've seen it done in an agency. I've seen it done in other agencies. I talk to people about how they do it. But the reality is, how is Steadfast going to do it? How do I want to see it do? You know, a lot of people will talk best practices with each other, and I think that's invaluable. But it doesn't mean it works for everybody, right? Like, you've been very successful with method A, and I respect that, and I love that, but... I'm a little bit different, and it's not wrong, it's just different. And so to, to really drill down into the, the minutia of how this process needs to look at Steadfast is what I'm currently obsessed with. Like I just, I'm trying to figure out, I, I look back to like kind of my operations days where you know, I would I would make an agreement with our sales staff, you know, a service level agreement. Like, you know, you have a piece of technology goes down in one of your retail stores, X, Y, and Z are going to happen. 
you know, trouble ticket and this and that and this. And I held myself and I developed like a service level agreement with these people so they know what to expect from me and my team. And I really want to show all of my customers in a very transparent way what they should expect of Steadfast, of me. Like, I don't know exactly what that looks like now, but, you know, is that going to be, uh, hey, every three years I'm going to shop your account with X number of carriers? Like, I, I don't have all of that answered yet, but I'll tell you, you know, 50% of my waking hours are spent in some fashion or another, like, working on that, on that piece. Like, how can, how do I want this to look, and how do I best tell everyone what to expect? Um, I'm a big believer in expectations. Well, yeah. So, well, I think that's something, you know, I know agencies that have been around for, you know, they're in their second or third generation that are just going through this process, and, like, they've avoided it for that long, and some that don't have, I mean, that, that process of, like you said, from hi, how are you to it, policy issued is, you know, that, that's going to go forever, right? Until you, you know, you yep. two can modify it, but that's something that's invaluable. Um, last thing I want to know from you, Adam, is going through this process, you've seen the ups and downs, you've seen everything that you think is right, everything that you think is wrong. What's one thing, if you could say this is vital to um, improving the accessibility or just the overall success rate somebody might have doing the same thing, just up and down the industry, what is, is there something that you feel is fundamental to just making it easier or better? You know, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to embrace it, and it's, it's part of, I think, I hope this answers the question appropriately, but I, I'm trying to embrace it as I do outline these processes and stuff where it's about using what's available from a technology standpoint, a manpower standpoint, a carrier standpoint, from any aspect that you may or may not be looking at. But I think it's it's about using what you have, the tools you have available to meet people where they are. So, you know, I have a segment of business that I'll send video quotes to, and they love it. And it's it's the coolest thing in the world. And there's there's also 14 reasons why I like to do that. But there's also, you know, a segment of people that don't, they don't want that, you know. They're not comfortable with it. They don't want to see it. They're, you know, the Internet has my data now. Like, there's, you know, there's a lot that kind of goes into, I guess, that. But it's about, I think, kind of meeting the specific customer where they are and kind of coming alongside of them. And I don't know, I, I try and tailor, like, sort of that approach to, like, tie in with our name, our agency name, you know, a, a, a steadfast. Like, I, I want to stand beside my customer through, you know, the bad stuff in their life where I need to be there. I also want to celebrate the great stuff. But I, I think that there's an opportunity with just sort of the mix of generations as well as the emerging technology where you have to use different methods for different customers in different places and different pieces. And really, I think being able to identify that and use it appropriately is game-changing. 